0: Hello and welcome to episode number 29 of the TTM Sports Show. My name is James.
1: And my name's James.
0: And together, we are TTM Sports. James, what have we got coming up for our listeners?
1: We're going to go into a few little bits. We're going to talk about really the state of play of football at the moment. Just a little lead up to some of the exciting things coming up in the summer. So, football state of play, same name as the radio show as well. So, we've got the Champions League final fallout. We're going to have a little chat about the game, maybe... Talk about where we think it went wrong for Pep. Have Chelsea got a realistic title challenge? And I'm going to ask the question, is Pep a myth? We're going to talk about about the managerial merry-go-round, which we've got going on at the moment. Just waiting for the domino effect to kick off. You've got some big jobs out there at the minute. Um, Harry Kane, let's just get it over with. I know you've got a lot you want to say on him, so let's just just get it over with. Break my heart. Uh, And a little bit about England as well. Just uh, leading up to the friendly with Romania.
0: Okay then, great then. So we'll we'll kick off immediately then. So as as James has said, this uh, this episode twenty nine of the TTM Sports Show. Now uh, we're going to be discussing football state of play. So James, kick us off with the first subject.
1: So Champions League final, James. I know you watched it. Yeah. Um. What I want to know after that, obviously, everyone's spoken about the Champions League final now. But Chelsea, are they real title challengers next year? Are they? Are they up on that level with City? Are they going to challenge next year?
0: Well, I think under Thomas Tuchel, they have to be respected as uh, title challengers for next season, in my opinion. Um, I, I hopped on the YouTube channel earlier on today and gave my uh, team of the year, and the manager of the year came up, and I was, uh, I was talking about Thomas Tuchel, and I said, uh, you know, Frank Lampard was in there. He was supposed to be the messiah, the golden boy, the man that brought silverware back to Stamford Bridge. Well, my goodness, how far did that fall and how fast. Thomas Tuchel comes in, revamps the team with the players he had and has done a good job, but what stopped me giving him the manager of the season was uh you know the fact that over 385 million pounds was spent the uh the summer before maybe had a lot to do with it. But in terms of doing a good job, you know, they'll go again this summer as well. I think um it's now potentially a big three in in the Premier League and then a bit of a gap and then you've obviously got United, uh Leicester, Arsenal, um, then you've got Everton Um then you're really looking around and thinking, OK, yeah, Tottenham Hotspur, forgot to put them <laughs> in there as well. Um, so, you know, Thomas Tuchel for me. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Tom- Thomas Tuchel's done a fantastic job at Chelsea and they're a team, you know, a trip to Stamford Bridge isn't as easy as it was six months ago, shall we say?
1: No, I think you're right. I think Chelsea, like you said, the money, a lot of money has been spent. Um but was was it really that Tuchel was just the man they needed? The right man to get the best out of those players. You know, did Lampard even necessarily sign those players were they his players? Um, did they maybe sign some of those players in, with with a view to changing the manager halfway through the season anyway? So he's gone in there. He's done a great job, Tuchel, and, and I agree. Stamford going to Stamford Bridge next season is going to look in like a like a real tough challenge. although you know, some people did have them as title challenges for this season, so maybe they underachieved a little bit.
0: Yeah, but. I had him as the rank outsiders for the uh, for the title, yeah. but within the hunt, no doubt. But for me, here's a question for you. Timo Werner, uh, what's the situation with Timo in your opinion? Do you think he's got the legs to go on now and, and the tactical nous even, in fact, to fit in in, in in English football altogether? Would we have seen a different Timo Werner at Anfield?
1: I think Timo Werner gets a bit of a bad time, um, probably... It's not really warranted either. I think Verners actually does a he does a good job for the team. There's a reason he keeps getting picked, even though he's not scoring the goals. Exactly. He, it, a lot of his off-the-ball work is very good. He creates a lot of space for other players. Um, and if they're going to play with this false nine, with Havertz as, as the false nine, it's important that, that, that space is created beyond him. So that I think people are underrating him massively at the moment. Yet yeah, the goals may well come as well. And if they do come, you've got a real player on your hands. I I do think they need a centre-forward. I know Giroud signed a new contract. Yeah. But at his age, etc., is he the answer for a 38-game season? I think they need a proper striker.
0: I think uh, talking about Kai Havertz, uh, arrived in England with an absolutely golden reputation, uh, probably yeah. alongside Julian Brandt. One went to Dortmund, one went to Chelsea. Kai Havertz signed for an initial, was it around £80 million pounds this guy signed for. Was it £70, £80 million? Pounds? 72 his... or something like that, yeah. Yeah, £72 million. Pounds. I mean, my goodness. Uh, how do you think his season has actually gone then?
1: I mean, it's well documented that he had a, had a slow start um, but, I mean, what is he, 20 years old, coming to yeah, England? Yeah, yeah.
0: Four goals, three assists for him this season, Kai Havertz. And he's played 27 times. 18 of those are starts. And what you've got in return is four goals and three assists. In terms of Timo Werner, who we were talking about earlier on, he actually played in 35 games, starting 29 of them Six Premier League goals, but alluding to what you said for the work he does for the team, interestingly enough, eight assists more than any other player at the club.
1: There you go. See, um, you know, his his role in that team. It doesn't necessarily have to be as simple as oh, he's just a goal scorer. It, it, mm. It's it, you know, I didn't even think he was a centre forward when they signed him. I know when Topman played against them in the um, Champions League, he always played as sort of a left hand sided, um. So people expect him to come in and score twenty five goals a season. It was never going to happen. No, in, I mean, in, in my opinion,
0: the third highest uh, starts for Chelsea this season in the league team of Werner. The only players above him were Eduard Mendy, uh, who actually played thirty one games, and Mason Mount was the lead and appearance maker at Stamford Bridge this season with thirty six matches played, and he actually started. 32 of them. So I mean for, for for Mason Mount, I mean he scored 6 goals and got 5 assists this season as well. So for, in terms of the positioning of him, he's actually done really well. His expected goals in the current season for Chelsea was 6.8, so he matched that roughly. And also the uh, XG in terms of stats and in terms of assists that he was expected to make was 7.8. So just a little bit down on the assists there, but obviously these statistics that are coming out of Chelsea means that they've sort of Got it right, but when you look at it, if you if you look at goals, I mean, the, the, there's hardly any. I mean, Jorginho actually scored seven goals and got an assist for Chelsea. His his his, uh, his XG per ninety minutes, he was expected to get this season. Seven goals, believe it or not, and that was through the expected XG. So maybe they uh, they believe that this guy is the man who's supposed to be taking the penalties for Chelsea. But Chelsea moving forward, what do they need in the summer? If you were uh, put in charge of Chelsea tomorrow, I mean, would you be looking at a brand new number nine and to bring Werner in from one of the wings?
1: Yeah, they they do need a striker again. Like Giroud's not the answer to that. Um, what is Why still there playing?
0: Batshuayi is still on the squad at Chelsea, absolutely. But he is not actually, you know, at the club. He is away on loan at the moment. Uh, I'll have to have See, a look and find out where Batshuayi actually is. He's no at Pal- he is at
1: Palace, but yeah. uh, I don't know whether that's loan or permanent. But I always thought Batshuayi would was never given a proper chance. But it's a reason he gets in the Belgium squad all the time. There's a lot of talk that Chelsea are going to try and sign Lukaku. Um... I can't see it happening. I can't see it happening at all. It's probably just Mina Raiola just causing causing trouble he wants a new contract or something. Um that ain't going to happen. But yeah, Ch- uh, Chelsea, I mean do they need do they need another centre half? I know
0: no, um, uh, in my opinion, no. I mean, you've got Andreas Christensen there who actually uh, completed 17 games this season for Chelsea. Um, I thought he does a good job when he plays. They've also got Fikeo Tomori out on loan at he's, AC Milan. Yeah, you know, he's
1: going to go there. They've activated his release clause, so he's actually going to go to... So- Another yeah.
0: Englishman abroad. So if we're looking at the Chelsea team, then we go through it quickly. You start with Edouard Mendy in goal. You go with Rhys James at right back, Ben Chilwell left back, and then you get into the middle. Um, and, and you have, obviously, Andreas Christensen to choose from. You have... Thiago Silva, Antonio Rudiger, you know, you'll probably get one more season out of Thiago Silva, who has actually uh, signed a new deal, Uh, started 23 games this season for Chelsea, and you also have Cesar Azpilicueta, Um, so there is strength in depth there at the back for Chelsea, but you're right, maybe a box office centre-backs, you know, signing. Uh, Someone could go in there and do a good job for them. But in terms of Chelsea, for me, next season, absolutely, they're going to definitely, definitely be up there challenging for that Premier League title with Manchester City and, of course, the return of the Reds in Liverpool.
1: So, moving on from Chelsea, obviously, congratulations to Chelsea, winning the Champions League, fair play, Thomas Tuchel, brilliant. Yeah. I hate Chelsea anyway, but there is another side to the coin on the Champions League final. Man City. Yes. I'm going I'm to put it to you, James. Pep Guardiola. Bearing in mind, he's won, is it three Premier League titles now with Man City? I believe so. Uh, Carling Cup, four years in a row. <laughs> Fair enough. Not Carling Cup. Carabao Cup. After that Champions League final, he's failed to win the Champions League again. He failed to win the Champions League at Bayern Munich. Okay, he did win the Champions League with Barcelona. What I'm trying to say is, is Pep a myth?
0: Um, No, in my opinion. A lot of people say he's a myth. What is a myth about Guardiola is love for his players, Um, Zlatan Ibrahimović. Uh Samueletto come out with uh, wonderful, wonderful things to say about Pep in the press about their relationship at the camp now. Also Sergio Aguario's father coming out of the press this week and stating that the tears for his son were nothing more than for show. Um you, you look at Pep Guardiola and actually I, I, I believe it. If you look at that off the wall documentary, I think sometimes he forgets he's being filmed where he stalls into the dressing room. Everybody quiet, everybody quiet right now, quiet, 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 shut up. He was quite aggressive in his approach when you look at Guardiola's record in major finals he has a staggeringly impressive record in major finals he's actually triumphed in 14 out of 16 attempts in a final his win percentage is over 90% you know, he won the Champions League he won everything in Spain he did win everything in Germany of course he didn't win the Champions League and you could argue he actually took over from who was that? who was the Bayern Munich manager that he took over from? is it Omar Hitzfeld, who went back there? no, it was Jupp Yep, you have, yep, yep. And they did a fantastic job with, with that Bayern team before Guardiola came in. They were actually European champions themselves, I believe, although they were close. The football they were playing was staggering, to say the least they actually went backwards in Europe under Guardiola. And and with Manchester City as well, I think it's becoming a bit more of a a mental block now, if we're honest with you. Um, They know if they get Liverpool, I put Liverpool favourites over two legs against City. Um, You know, they they got to the final this season, and I think that's probably one of their best chances to win the Champions League was this season. Um, In my opinion, he has failed in, in the Champions League. However... In every other competition, he's absolutely smashed it. He he's not a myth. Guardiola's not a myth. I think he's up there with Jurgen Klopp uh, as one of the best managers in the world. Likewise, Carlo Ancelotti, who's gone now back to, to Real Madrid as well. He's one of the yep. best. As is, uh, I believe Antonio Conte as well is a world world class manager who is available.
1: Yeah, but the... I I I was being a bit bit stupid there, really, with with the question in <laughs> is he a myth? We know he's not a myth. Um... But he did make some errors in that final. I believe he should have brought Aguero on a lot sooner. Um, Obviously, as everybody knows he should have played Fernandinho or Rodri. I'd have personally played Rodri in a game like that, where you need a cool, steady head. um, Someone to put the foot on the ball. You know, do that Busquets role. I think you need that in a game like that.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with you. He's got form in major finals of trying to uh, spring a tactical surprise to his opponents to start like that in the Champions League. Look, if it would have paid off and they won three or four nil, he would have been hailed as a genius um, for for upsetting the Apple Cup. But in my personal opinion, which counts for nothing on the world stage in football, (laughs) but it does for the podcast listeners of TTM Sports, um, you're right, I would have started with either... You know, Fernandinho obviously brings his own uh, style to the game as well. He's more tenacious. He's more in your face. You know, people like Jorginho would have then maybe dropped five or ten yards. But instead, with the attackers, Chelsea were then allowed to break the lines with much more ease. And Golo Kante was absolutely astounding in that final. Picking up the ball, taking on two players and bang, you're through. The only unfortunate thing for Chelsea is they had an out-of-form Timo Werner on the other side. Um, Christian Pulisic should have really rounded things off with a couple of minutes to go with that chance there. But um, in terms of your question, is Pep Guardiola a myth? No, not for me. Um, Pep Guardiola is one of the greatest managers in the world. There is a myth that that has gone around, which has been around for a few years now. He's only ever gone anywhere that's got money. He's only ever gone anywhere that's got an astoundingly good team, best in class. Does Does he deserve it because of his achievements, is another question. He was at Barcelona. You had Lionel Messi, Javier Machado, Guerrano, Iniesta, Xavi, Busquets, Dani Alves, where do you, you keep going on and on and on all night long? You then turn up at Bayern Munich, you know, a Bayern Munich team which consisted of an evergreen Philip Lahm, Manuel Neuer, you know, Mandzukic at the time, Lewandowski joining, Thiago in the best form of his life. He then leaves there and goes to Manchester City with the abundance of riches from the fields and sands of the desert, ending up in the coffers at the city of Manchester Stadium, if it was formerly known. Pep Guardiola, in my opinion, has always had a magical war chest of rubies to play with. The question is this, can Pep Guardiola take over a team such as Burnley and deliver the same unbelievably stupendous results that he's delivered time and time again? Here's a question for you. If Jurgen Klopp was put in charge of Burnley, would he get better results than Pep Guardiola?
1: Yeah, I I I know what you're saying. In a roundabout way, I get what you're saying. Jurgen Klopp has got more of a chance at a place like Burnley because Jurgen Klopp is more of a... All oh, right, he's doing him disservice, but he's more of a man motivator as well, you know. um, I think he would do quite well at Burnley, actually, Jurgen Klopp. Um, it's,
0: it's something for the football manager database teams at FM Scout to get behind. What would happen if Jurgen Klopp was appointed manager of Burnley? Well, I'll tell you what would happen you would do well over a couple of seasons and then end up at one of the world's biggest clubs because the match engine, uh, unless it was a transfer embargo, but uh, it is what it is. Um, yeah, so it is what it is, Jurgen Klopp at Burnley, um, if you have my opinion. I don't know how the podcast has ended up um, with Jurgen Klopp at right. Burnley, but uh, that's, that's the wonderful, beautiful enigma and uh, vibrancy of the beautiful game that we all know and love.
1: So moving on from managers, obviously from Jurgen Klopp at Burnley, which is not gonna happen, although if Jurgen Klopp was to become unemployed tomorrow, there are some jobs out there he might want. So Such we've, got, we've got some managerial vacancies at the moment and and the managerial merry go round is about to start spinning. There it will is. there will be once the first piece of the jigsaw is put down, the corners are in, we're gonna start seeing it all fall into place. So what yeah. what we wanna know is who's gonna who fits where? So the jobs available we got at the moment. Okay. You've got the Celtic job. Yes. You've got the Tottenham job. You've got the Wolves job. You've got the Everton job, and you've got the Crystal Palace job. Some big, interesting jobs there. As if you were an out of work manager at the moment, you would be you would be salivating at that. That is But <laughs> if it all some, goes wrong, the Wrexham job's available. The Wrexham job is available. There are also some jobs. So the Wolves job's gone, James, are not it?
0: It has. It's gone to, uh, has it gone to? It's gone to Matty Taylor. Matty uh, Taylor, yeah. Scoring of a wonderful goal from the halfway line on a volley at Portsmouth. Uh, one of the Premier League's great goals. Ex Bolton midfielder. But yeah. anyway, back to the jobs that are available now. Uh, what's the deal?
1: So do you want, I want to know what's the most attractive job to you? You're an out of work manager at the moment, James. What's the most attractive job to you there? What are you going for? Uh, Tottenham. You want to go for the Tottenham job?
0: Yeah, I would. I would be going for the Tottenham job uh, simply because of the you know I'd like to work in that stadium. I'd sell Harry Kane, and I would then reinvest some of that money back back into the squad. Unfortunately, uh, you know what would maybe be a stumbling block into me taking that Tottenham Hotspur job is the fact that if, you know when Harry Kane goes, is he going to get any of that money to put back into the squad, or is it going to the guys at Fleet Street into their uh, coffers to pay for that wonderful, wonderful new stadium? Just looking at the latest odds. For the Tottenham managerial vacancy, favourite at the moment, 3-1 to one, is Mauricio Pochettino. Then it goes down to Eric Ten Hag, um, which would be a really clever appointment, 10-3. Here's a wonderful one for all you Everton fans out there, Roberto Martinez at 6-1 to, to take over after the Euros. Um, if this guy rocks up at, your, at the new White Hart Lane, I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Graham Potter, mm. uh, eight to one for Tottenham Hotspur. Antonio Conte uh, taken out of the reckoning. He is still eight to one to take the job, uh, and it then goes down to Eddie Howe. I mentioned this guy to you as well. I think uh, that would be a really really good appointment. You know nope. what, what? on earth has uh, Eric Ten Hag got that Eddie Howe doesn't? Eddie Howe, fourteen to one.
1: No, I mean, obviously, I'm a Tottenham fan. Uh, as a Tottenham fan, it's a bit... it's worrying times at the moment. It's worrying. And uh, do you know
0: what really is more worrying than that, James? The ex-Newcastle midfielder, Francisco Munoz Isco. Do you remember him? XISCO. Yeah. yeah, 40 to 1 on for the Tottenham manager's job at the moment. Uh, Didier Deschamps, 33 to 1. Andrea Perlo, recently out of work with Juventus, 33 to 1. Ralph Ragnick, 33 to 1. That would be a very good appointment. Christophe Gaultier, 33 to 1. Who? Uh, Brendan Rodgers, 33 to 1. Scotty Parker, at 28 to 1. And then two more names Sarri, at 25 to 1. Or Massimiliano Allegri at seventeen to one. Do you know what? If I was Daniel Levy, I wouldn't be looking at Scott Parker. You know, every time he talks, it's like a street song. Um, I would be going with Brendan Rogers at thirty-three to one all day long.
1: I don't think it's as simple as that. You can't just go into Leicester and get Brendan Rogers. You just you, you can just, if the money's right. You can Remember, if the right. Tottenham
0: have got lots of it. Yeah, but it
1: just doesn't work. He, he, There's got to be some interest from him as well. You can't just rock up at Leicester with a bag of money and say we want Brendan Rodgers and and, and assume that it's all going to fall into place. Why would Brendan want to go to Spurs right now? The difficult one for me is that there there doesn't appear to be an obvious standout candidate and it's been dragging on a little bit too long now. they've had a lot of time to actually get something sorted. They could have been actively seeking a manager you know, while the um, while the season was still going on, we were never going to get Champions League football. The situation hasn't changed. You can still appoint. You can still get some. The, the, you know, the, the the project. Everyone talks about the project all the time. Yeah. The, pro- the project's no different now than it was when they sacked Mourinho. Yes. You know, there's no the, any manager worth his worth his salt is not looking at Tottenham and going, "Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll come to you if you get in the Europa League." It just doesn't. It just isn't going to work like that. So I'm a bit worried now that there, there seems to be the desperation. Not desperation, but they, they waited now. Uh, and now they've gone for Conte. All right, it hasn't worked. The Euros start on Sunday. You're not going to see your players for a month. You need you need a manager in there now. They, they should have had this sorted by now. And, and, okay, maybe the Conte stuff was a bit of a ploy, a bit of a... Smokescreen for something s- else, but sm- a club uh,
0: that... You were neck and neck with Liverpool up until... Two weeks before the end of the season, maybe even a week and a half before the end of the season, we're pretty much level on points. There were times when you had a game in hand of us, and you could have actually overtaken us. You've actually ended up Liverpool on sixty nine points, Tottenham sixty two. Um, uh, but our form you know, wasn't
1: actually towards the end of the season. Our form wasn't actually that bad. Um, uh, you wait, know, wait,
0: was we, Liverpool's incredible then? No, I think Liverpool,
1: you were on a ten game winning streak, didn't you? Back into the season, did you win ten games in a row or six games in a row? Something. We anyway, won eight out of ten. That's um, it. So you, we drew, did, you drew away you you just New United. Yeah, we see. We went there and we lost, and we got battered. But we, um, yeah, you went on an unbelievable run, and we our form was decent, but it wasn't the way you should finish a season if you've got ambitions of getting in the top four. You need to be you going to You win.
0: can't tell me Tottenham. I mean, Tottenham's season has been an absolute shambles, an absolute embarrassment for, to that club, if I'm personally honest with you. I feel sorry for you as a fan. I've been there with Liverpool. Are you meaning to tell me how poor have Arsenal been uh, this past season? How poor have Arsenal been? You finished one point ahead of Arsenal. Yeah, um yeah, I know. You <laughs> know, and it must be staggering. But back to your next manager, who do you want to see in the dugout, James? I,
1: I, I want Pochettino back.
0: And what happens if the realistic thing happens and he doesn't go back?
1: Um, I, I really don't know. I Graham don't know. Potter? No, I don't know where. I, that's the problem. I don't know where we go from here. You mentioned Lucien Favre as well, and I was looking at the situation earlier. And I actually think he wouldn't be too bad out of all the people on there. It's sort of a low risk one. He might, you know, maybe you just do it, he could do it for a season. Well the list
0: um, goes on and on and on. Yeah, there's no yeah, there's no
1: point coming down it because, because you're gonna no, see people like Jürgen Klinsmann on there and he ain't gonna he ain't gonna just ain't gonna happen. But I tell no, you who
0: would be who you could get is a safe pair of hands would be Rafa Benite. Does a great job wherever he's been. Yeah. <laughs> I would allow him to take the Liverpool job uh, temporarily. If Klopp left, I would uh, I would bring in Rafa Benitez, no problem. So why isn't he good enough for Tottenham
1: fans? <laughs> It it, it would be okay. okay? I wouldn't mind Rafa Benitez. I wouldn't. It, whoever it's going to be, I, I just I, I'm not this. I'm not a football snob. Not foot, You know, it's football snobbery again. Oh, if we don't get Conte, that's it. Levy out. Levy's got to mm, go because we're mm. not getting Conte. It, it's it's not like that. Why are yeah. you being like that? What what do you want? We're not going to get the the best available manager in the world. Currently, isn't going to come to Tottenham. Not- the fact the fact that we got him in a room, I just think, yep, yeah, fair enough. Least, you know, you've made a good attempt there to. At least sit down and have a discussion with a world-class manager. Fair enough, you know. But but we got we got burnt with Mourinho. We should never have appointed Mourinho. Whoever we appoint now, we should have appointed then when we got rid of Pochettino. We shouldn't have got rid of him. But anyway, uh, it's pop for me. It's Pochettino or nothing. Uh, whoever it is, if it ain't Pochettino, I'm, I'm not having it. So the next job that we want to talk about
0: is the Everton manager. The favourite for that job at the moment is Nuno Espirito santo who was in 11th hour talks with Crystal Palace. I mean, you look at the Crystal Palace job very quickly before we zoom back to Everton. Um, in Crystal Palace, they're, they're losing half their team, aren't they? They're half of their team are about to go onto a Premier League release list.
1: Crystal Palace is a good job for somebody because it's a blank canvas, Crystal Palace. Well, they've s- got no players. <laughs> That's n- it's not an issue. They they've got They've got enough there. You could, you know, they've probably got... Crystal Palace have got a decent enough academy as well. Um, I I think there's probably an under under layer of talent at Palace, which you don't really realise. You look at some of the players that come out of that academy, I don't think they'll have a problem churning out some, some players in there. They no. had a lot a lot of dead wood. A lot of people say, oh, well, they got rid of 11 players. You look at those 11 players, you know, people like Connor Wickham, um, John Ward, uh, Gary Cahill, who's thirty-seven. You know, it, it it it's not as bad as it is. Andros Townsend is is one of them, but he he he's been offered a deal. So Nathaniel
0: he, Klein and Mamadou Sako.
1: No, Nathaniel Klein is he? Yes, Sako's gone. But I mean, when when's he ever played?
0: No, I mean well. So if you go to the manager, the 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 actual. The actual list here of the odds we've got it. It's Steve Cooper, 5 to 4 odds on favorite Steve Cooper. Next down the list is Eddie Howe, it's 7 to 2 and that I, looks to me for me to be the one Nuno Espirito Santo. That. Yeah, Nuno Nuno is at 9 to 2 third favorite. Sean Dyche making an appearance in a managerial hot seat list here, 8 to 1 with Valerien Ishmael, 9 to 1. That's not going to happen. He's not going to leave Brentford. But here's one that I've heard doing the rounds. Frank Lampard, ten yeah. to one. Uh, if
1: I'm Palace, I, I think Eddie Howe's a good one. I, I, I think you know. Would you say Palace is a is a slightly level up from Bournemouth?
0: Yes, uh, yes, actually, yeah, yeah. I would say that. I mean, just another yeah. one. Chris Coleman at twenty to yeah. one, and no, no, uh, no. that means our friend Kit Simons uh, would be potentially making a return to Premier League football. I'd love to see it. Yep, Chris Wilder, twenty to one.
1: No, no, not Chris Wilder. I, I think. If I'm Palace, I think Eddie Howe's the one for me. Failing Eddie Howe, Frank Lampard, I think, would would do okay in there. It just... What it comes down to, though, with Lampard, has he got the bollocks to go and take that job? Because I don't think he has.
0: I think Gerard would.
1: Yeah, I think Gerard would, but I don't think he would... He wouldn't leave Rangers for the Palace job. I, I, I can't see that. But Lampard... If they, Lampard, if you've got anything about you, go and take that job on and show everyone what, what, they, what they were wrong about you when you were at Chelsea. I'd like absolutely. To see, if Lampard goes in there... I don't like Lampard because he's he's a Chelsea legend. Um, And I think he, he, he always failed to deliver for England when it really mattered. Well, he um, did
0: score a goal at a World Cup that was wrongfully ruled out and we went on to lose, however... When it, however, when it really
1: mattered, when it really mattered, it was always Gerrard in, 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 instead of... Um,
0: well, Gerrard could defend and that's why Gerrard was sacrificed in that in that England team. Next, yeah. Everton manager odds. The favourite is Nuno. Uh, at the moment, four to six on. Uh, that looks like it's happening. Nuno would actually prefer this project, surely, to the Palace project where he'd be able to actually spend money at Everton and their their owner uh Mahad Far- Farashi whoever he is he's on... mashiri exactly Jim, very... Jim White's best mate yeah Jim yeah White's very mate. but to be fair very 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 good owner by by these days and standards uh he's spending money the next favorite Graham Potter the name keeps coming up and up again um he's kept Brighton and Hove Albion in the Premier League and comfortably too from there Eddie Howe is five to one um, obviously, his previous team at Bournemouth did a good job keeping them up. And then, obviously, with that relegation, it didn't happen. Talks broke down at Celtic over that. Uh, David Moyes is next on the list for a sensational return to Everton. It it would be tricky to leave West Ham. If they had spoke to him a year ago, you probably thought it would have been on. And then, and then, Dalian Yifang's latest manager who's just left is Rafael Benitez, 6-1 to one on. And here's one, Duncan Ferguson. 7-1 to one on to take over at Everton Football Club. Did a very, very good job in interim charges. then Eric Ten Hag and Andrea Perlo uh, out of 16-1. to one. But there are some big names at Everton. So in terms of that Everton lot, who would your money be on? Mine's on Nuno.
1: Yeah, I think Nuno wants to get straight back in from what I'm hearing. Um, I think that'd be a decent job. Pro wouldn't even have to move house. He's probably pretty settled up there. I think, yeah, that's a good, a good job for Nuno. Is it a good fit? Who knows? Everton have tried so many different managers um you know you've run out of fingers to count them on everton by the way uh, just on everton when are people going to start talking about what an absolute shambles it is at everton I, i'm sick i'm sick of them getting no flack for anything they've spent probably what 300 million pounds in the last five years probably comfortably and the rest i would expect they've had all sorts of different matters they've tried everything kuman did a good job for a year then they got cold feet with it. Marco Silva. Marco, Sil- a Marco, <laughs> Sil- Marco Silva. Yeah, a good job for a year. Um, then what was Sam Allardyce? Good job for half a year. Nah, we don't want him. Martinez did a good job for a couple of years. Then, then it all went sour. Who else have they had? They've tried every different style of manager you can think of. Who was it before um, Ancelotti?
0: It was uh, Marco Silva, I believe. It went no or Allardyce, one of the two. It just went horribly, no, 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 horribly no. wrong.
1: Um, we'll have to double check on we'll, that. We'll one. We'll double check it, but it would have been it would uh, it would have been somebody else. Do you know who I think is a decent manager? That, that um if you wanted him for an interim period, or even I'm going to throw his name in there for the Celtic job, or even Palace is Claude Puel. Sorry, what was that? At Sorry, Southampton and Leicester Magic, Claude Puel. I think Claude Puel is a really underrated manager. If I'm Celtic, I'm I'm going for Claude Puel. That's my that's my pick. Stick a tenner on it.
0: Well, you could you could Good take manager. a tenner all you like. Um, in terms of the Celtic job, absolutely, what a mess. At Celtic, it can't be Frank Lampard because of his connection to Chelsea, you would think. And they have a very, very strong connection with Rangers. So in terms of a political stance, maybe we tend to stay away from political issues and we will always do so. But Lampard to Chelsea doesn't look like a goer. But could you imagine that? The main man is uh, Ange Postacoglu and then it's John Kennedy. And then Steve Clark at 12 to 1. Sean Maloney uh, comes in at fourth favourite for the Chelsea, for the Celtic job, 16 to 1. Then it's Jack Gross at 18 to 1. Eddie Howe out at 20. So many people on 20 to 1. It's Eddie Howe at 20 to 1. Martin O'Neill for a sensational return at 20 to 1. Look at this one. Roy Keane at 20 to 1 wow. enters the frame. And Rui Farrier, most commonly known as an assistant to Jose Mourinho through his career yeah, yeah, yeah. at 20 to 1. And Chris Wilder at 25 to 1. Out of all these, I mean, ugh, it just gets worse and worse and worse because this Ange Posteguclu could could genuinely be a world-class manager in the making. We don't know because he hasn't had the opportunity and it would be unfair to judge. However, uh, not really the name that Celtic would really have wanted. He is odds on favorite so short it's 1 to 10.
1: Yeah, I think it looks like he's going to get the job. He's um He's currently a manager of Yokohama F Marinos over in the J League. Now, How's he getting on with those? Uh, they won the league, they, not last season, but the season before they won the league. Um, right. he, he's been praised for his style of play. Um, there's actually uh, a story I read about Pep Guardiola when they met in the um, the World Club Championships uh, before. Um, was it Pep Guardiola? I think it was Pep Guardiola. And They came up against each other anyway, Yokohama F Marinos and, and Pep Guardiola. And he actually praised him for his style of play. He's... he's um. He's supposed to be a really good coach, actually. And uh, again, it's football snobbery. People saying, oh, he's only managed in Japan. And he, he did very well in Australia as well and with the Australian national team. But um, football snobbery again. Oh, if I'm a Celtic fan, get him in, give him a go. You got nothing to lose. Surely he's got more tactical now about him than Neil Lennon, who's got the tactical nous uh, of you know any anyone you see sitting in. Of a park. an
0: antelope in the Antarctic. But what I will say is this: um, you know, here's here's a story for you. Who was the last big name manager to have a job in Japan and take on a role somewhere in the British Isles?
1: Yeah, exactly. Arsene Wenger was Arsene in Wenger, Japan.
0: and, and uh, look what happened there.
1: And, and the J League is actually a really competitive league, and it's and it's. Um,
0: I think you give him a go. I think you're right. It can it can't get worse. I mean, what can they drop to third? So I mean, as far as yeah, I exactly. Can, you're, yeah, you're either, you're either going
1: to win the league or finish second. So you might as well give them a go.
0: Absolutely right. Fantastic. Any other managerial vacancies that need discussing at the moment? I think I think the
1: Wolves one's looking like it's going to end up going to to the Portuguese guy, a former Benfica manager. Can't remember his name. Um, so that looks like it's gone, but. It's exciting times if you're an unemployed manager, to be fair, at the moment.
0: Okay then, so uh, we've obviously now just obviously had a really good conversation about the manager merry-go-round. Just as the Wolves' favourite, you are right, uh, Francesca, the Portuguese fella, is in the frame to take that particular role. James, what are we going on to next in this hour of wisdom with TTM Sports?
1: We're finally, James, I've I've been putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. Because I don't want to talk about it.
0: Oh, I do, I do.
1: So, let's just get it over with. Let's just get it over with. Let's talk about Harry Kane.
0: Okay, Harry Kane, Tottenham Hotspur's talisman. The number nine, the captain, Mr Tottenham, wants to leave. Right or wrong?
1: It depends on a lot of things. And I've thought about this situation a lot. I get very upset about this situation. I hate it. I hate it. Um, I just don't want him to leave. I don't know whether he will leave or not. Is it right or wrong? He's right for reasons. He wants to win silverware. He wants to play in, you know, Tottenham have, Tottenham have let him down, really. But he's also wrong because he's turning our back, turning his back on Spurs when when we need him most. You know, we're we're at that point where we 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 we're, when we're not going to be much without him at the moment. So if he leaves he's leaving us in a bad bad state and and that will hurt him i know that will hurt him because he's he's a tottenham boy he loves the club he would have left two three years ago if he didn't love the club he's given us more time than he could he's given us everything he could not have done any more so
0: well he's given the shirt from his back the socks from his feet the deeds to his mortgage and his wife he has,
1: um, what more can he
0: give to tottenham hotspur odds at the moment odds let's listen to the odds He's actually favourite to stay at Tottenham, uh, eleven to eight, due to the ridiculously tough negotiation style of Daniel Levy. The next option is Manchester, uh, Manchester City, thirteen to eight. That's uh, it's very very close to being the favourite of his destination. It's getting shorter.
1: It's getting shorter.
0: Manchester United, eleven to four. Chelsea, six to one. And then you're into Europe. Real Madrid, twenty to one. Paris Saint Germain, twenty two to one. Bayern Munich, twenty five to one. Barcelona, twenty eight to one. And then, interestingly enough, Anfield at 33 to 1. That's not going to happen. So you're looking at Manchester or a move across London.
1: Yeah, he's not going to go to Chelsea. Um, yeah, it, it, it's difficult because he's got into a situation now where he's finally looking at the the, the landscape of his career and, and what's going on at Tottenham. And he is starting to think, right, do I want to leave? But it, like you said, you like we went down there, James. I don't know what his options are. His options are basically Man City or Man United. Now, if you're Harry Kane and you go to Man United, yeah, it's a big move. Going to Manchester United as an English footballer is... But they're a bigger club. ...is, is, 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 is a massive move. But it's not going to Man United in 2007 with, with Alex Ferguson and Ronaldo. You know, it, it it's not as big a move, as if you see what I mean, it's not as big a move as it has previously been. Going to Man City is a, is a big move for, you're guaranteed to compete for the title, you're guaranteed to uh, win the, the Carabao Cup, you're guaranteed to be in the mix of the FA Cup and, and you're going to be competitive in the Champions League. So Man City is a big move, but it's probably the only option he's got. Now, does Harry Kane realistically want to go and play for Man City? I don't know. If it's purely to win silverware, yes. Go to Man City, win win some trophies for the next three years. Fair play. Or do you stay at Tottenham, where you're loved? You're you're the king, King Kane. It. They'll they'll name the stadium after him when he retires. If, if he carries on the way he's going, he is he is the best player we've had in years. years. He can't
0: stay, James. He can't stay. He is a world class yeah, he, player he, in the top five players. He can't stay. He will not win trophies. You've won one trophy in. A decade. That was the Carling Cup. Well done. You've got to a couple of finals. That's great. But remember, currency in football isn't cash in your back pocket. It's trophies to the best players. What I'll say is this, before the Carling Cup... Tottenham didn't win anything for another 700 years before that. The last time Tottenham won a league title, it was black and white television sets. The one saving grace that you do have is Erling Braut Haaland is actually 6-4 on to sign for Manchester City this summer. I think a lot depends on the Jadon Sancho move, but go back to, to Harry Kane. If I was his agent, I'd be saying, look, get the hell out of there right now. You are three years behind where you were last season. It's not take one step forward to take two back. You took three steps forward and took six steps back.
1: Yeah, I, I, I totally get all of that, but he, he's got a he de- can't has got a decision to make whether he wants to be a legend at Spurs or who already is. But he could be the guy. He could be the the most revered, loved. He could be the king of Tottenham forever if he stays, uh, and if he is to win a trophy at Tottenham. Even if that's an FA cut or whatever, he honestly, James, you can't underestimate how big this guy is at Tottenham, and he will know that, and he that will mean a lot. He a was lot as to big him. as
0: Matt Latissier was to Southampton. It's you know, not like he looks back on not his career like, with it's regret. It's not
1: like that. It's not like that. It was with Matt Letizia. Harry Kane is the captain of England. He's England's best player, arguably, but for all intents and purposes, he's England's best player. He's the captain.
0: He could, and he's playing for the seventh best club in his league. Alan Shearer. the twentieth
1: best club in your Alan Shearer played for Newcastle for many years because he just wanted to play. For New- Alan Shearer is a god up there. And, and- but he would already won the Premier League when he went yeah, to, to, uh, to, New- uh, to Newcastle. I, I, I understand that he won one Premier League. Like, which Look, is- I know,
0: I know it's tough. I know it's tough. I'm, I'm talking from a Liverpool fan. We lost Chabi Alonso. We lost Javier Mascherano. We lost Fernando Torres when he was gone. I know not, he isn't. It's not like know, that. It, it's not, it, it, we it lost would, Philip Coutinho. It would have been
1: like if Gerrard in 2006 went to, went to, Chelsea. to Chelsea. Of it, course, it, it, it's it, it's like, it would hurt. It, it would hurt. That, that's the level. That's the level we're talking about. We're not talking about Coutinho. It's like
0: it's like returning home from work and your wife's changed the locks on the door and you look in through the window and the bloke sat there with your family. You know, cuddling yeah. your wife, and you're like, "What's going on?" I thought, "What's going on?" I, this this was meant for me. This is mine, but you then turn around the corner, and and you look behind you, and you and you see, you know, a check for eight million pounds soften the blow. Do you see what I mean? So in terms of, not to say, you know, my wife means everything to me, she always will do, but in terms of all intents and purposes, if Harry Kane would have to, surely now, I mean, he can't keep giving one more season, one more season. Do you know, if I was Harry Kane, I'd say this, I'd say, well, look, look, we'll have a gentleman's agreement, I'll uh, I'll go and play my football elsewhere, win things, and then, you know, for the last couple of years of my career, we'll come back to Tottenham and I'll wind down at an average mid-table club.
1: <laughs> it, it, it's very odd for a Tottenham fan because we haven't of course it, it is it, mate. we haven't had a player like Harry Kane and even it, like in my lifetime we've had very good players we've had players come out of our academy and and, and coming to the first team yeah Bale bet we didn't, didn't come through our academy though Bale but again it's not the same as Bale had three good seasons at Tottenham Harry Kane's had seven good seasons at Tottenham you know he he's he's the best player of of my lifetime as a Tottenham fan. If you discount, you know, people would say, oh, Gascoy. But uh, I will. So, uh, you-
0: so wrapping up Harry Kane, okay, wrapping up Harry Kane, I can, I can tell you, it can see you, I can, I can physically see you in front of me. And, and the, 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 the tears are starting to just just well up on the on the underside of your <laughs> lashes. I can I can see it. I can see the glisten in the in the light. It must be very tough. And I understand as a Liverpool fan, probably not to the extent of yours. It's like Gerard leaving Liverpool to go to Chelsea. It hurts. It's a donkey punch to the gonads. Last thing on Harry Kane, then my opinion. Um, we know my opinion, and it's the same of ninety-five percent of all football fans believe the same. He has to go to further his career. However, I see the sentimental value of staying at, at Tottenham Hotspur. Your final thought on Harry Kane? What's going to happen?
1: I think he's staying. I think it, I think he I think he'll stay. I think for one more year or forever. I, I think if he doesn't go now, he'll never go.
0: Okay, well, that's Harry Kane in the views of James Hounsell, a Tottenham fan, hurting. Um, Okay, so if we now go on to the next subject, it's time for Euro 2020. We are now less than a week. It's a week. It's a week today. In fact, as this episode goes out, it's a week today. Croatia at Wembley.
1: Oh, I can't wait. Can you? I can't can't wait. We've had to wait an extra year for it as well. But I, I think that will help us in the long run, actually, because people like Phil Foden wouldn't have been anywhere near it this time last year. I don't think you would have been in the team. So um, in terms of a year that our young players have had a chance to mature, Jude Bellingham wouldn't have been anywhere near it this time last year.
0: Jude Bellingham looked outstanding against Oshon. Jude Bellingham was an
1: excellent player. Um, I, no, I can't wait. I can't wait. I, just to see, you know, there's going to be fans at Wembley as well. It's going be, to be a beautiful sight when, when the national anthem comes on. The boys are there, fans are in the stadium. There's going to be hopefully about 20,000 England fans in there singing, singing God Save the Queen, uh, beautiful sunshine, I'm hoping as well. It, it It's giving me major, major Euro 96 vibes at the moment. Um,
0: I still think um, this tournament, I don't think we'll win this tournament. I think we'll win the World Cup. Here's a wonderful start for you from FIFA. Uh, the last World Cup winners have uh, come in from Europe. So if we go World Cup 2010... Uh, Sorry, World Cup 2006 is Italy. World Cup 2010 was Spain. The World Cup in 2014 was Germany. The World Cup in 2018 was France. 2022, it could be England's, and I'm about to tell you why. It would have been a perfect time to say right after this break, but we don't have a sponsor yet. So what we will say is this. The FIFA World Cup in Qatar takes place slap bang in the middle of the... English football season. Now, normally, when England go to a World Cup, the players are knackered. But players on the continent are not knackered. And the reason why? Or every other league around the world has a mid-season break. A winter break. To refresh the legs. You know, make sure the minds are ready for the the second half of a gruelling season. This time... We're gonna be right into our pomp. It could play against us where we have a lot of international players playing in the Premier League. But let's say, you know, the bulk of it, the England team, does play in the Premier League. So it might actually give us a better chance. For me, I would be really, really happy with uh, you know, if you get to the semifinals of a World Cup, you would expect to get to the semi finals of the Euros. Draw dependent. Big asterisk there, James. Draw dependent. See, I don't
1: think it's as um I don't think it's as cut and dry as that. I think um in the Euros, you, you're going to come up against better opposition quicker. Um, the, the, everybody knows the Euros is basically the World Cup our Argentina and Brazil. So there are yes. good, good sides in this Euros. Um, not to be. Un-
0: but there are also very, very, very poor sides. Sides like Scotland. Yeah, like Scotland, for example,
1: who are, who are a poor side. Um, but <laughs> we could be in a situation where we could be meeting France, Portugal, Germany in the last 16. Now, if we get France in the last 16 and we lose... Are you going to sit there and say, oh, we should have got to the semis? Good. No, I will. I'll acknowledge. Um, I'll acknowledge that you know
0: France are the team I'm worried about. Uh, maybe Portugal too. Everybody else, I think we can have a really good go on. What I will say is this: in our group, it's actually more beneficial for England to finish second. Yeah. And I also think you need. You, we had a discussion uh, off air during the week uh, where, where we were talking about England's finishing position in the league. Um, where, whereas I'm a bit more tactical. Um, you, you're old school. You're saying that if we want to win it, we need to beat any, everyone at some point. But I'm a bit more analytical and tactical you know tactical in my approach where I'm believing if we finish second you need to build up a head of steam you need to build that togetherness as you go forward and, and develop confidence. Um, you know but then it could work in the other way as well if we do get a France or Germany or Portugal if we finish second in our group we will guaranteed have France Germany or Portugal because Hungary are not qualified from their group and if they do if Hungary do I will eat the world's hottest chili live on YouTube in front of four people and they're all our friends. Um, but, but what I will say is this, um, it could work better for us if we got them and beat one, if we beat one of them, uh, you know, if we got France in the next round and beat them, yeah. um, that that would be, wow, that would be incredible. But for me, I think we need to finish second in the group, get someone like Sweden in the next round, squeeze through and 2-1 like we normally do, and uh, and get round. And, you know, I, I would say, I'd be bitterly disappointed if we got, let's say, a lesser nation uh, and didn't progress. Yeah, that's
1: that, that's the thing, isn't it? I think, there's no shame in going out to any of the big nations and there are some obviously all the big nations are there but like yeah there's no shame in going out to a France or a Germany or a Portugal in the last 16. I'd be disappointed obviously but you know we've got to be realistic about it and uh, and I won't be out there outside Gareth Southgate's house with a pitchfork if we get knocked out to France in the last 16. It is what it is but I'd like to think that with the team and the squad that we've got Going into a tournament where all our group games are at home and the last sixteen game and the quarter final, I think it, the quarter final might be in Rome or Baku and then the semi and the final are at home. I would like to think in what is essentially a home tournament, I think we've got a real chance of, of, of doing well. I think just gives us that extra ten percent, which which, yeah, which, which we have cool. often lacked at major tournaments when it really comes yeah. down to the crunch.
0: I'll agree with you. I mean, the uh, UEFA keep contacting me by email at TTM Sports, offering hospitality packages, which means they're not sold out yet. Which is a bit of a bit of a bit of a worry. Considering they just want you the they just want this.
1: sweet, sweet cash. That's all that is. They, exactly. Find know, if anybody game. out
0: there? If anybody out there wants to sponsor TTM Sports, just contact us at TTM slash pods at Hotmail or Outlook.co.uk. Or even better than that, go to www.thinktwicemedias.com. Leave a message, ask to speak to James or James saying, I would like to sponsor you. With your money, we would reinvest it back into the firm. Or go to hospitality matches at Euro 2021. Yeah, but I think
1: think we've got a chance. I think we've got a chance. We'll um, obviously go deeper into the Euros when we do the Euro preview show next, James.
0: It is, yeah. That will be uh, around this time next week just before the big game um, just when we get you know, all the injury updates and, and the rumours start to circulate around a potential team probably next Saturday night or even on Sunday itself. We'll be watching a game together yeah. uh, so hopefully we'll be able to do a podcast to release just before it goes out and then we'll do a, uh, a, a review show uh, a- after the game uh, to see how we go. It's a really big football day on Sunday but uh, anything else to talk to our listeners about as we approach the golden hour?
1: No, I think we... we... We're good to go, James. I think we've uh, we've had a nice little chat. I'm looking forward to getting yeah, stuck absolutely. into the Euros with you. Um, talking about the potential other contenders other than England, but I, I think we will we will be talking mainly about England because it, it's going to start to get exciting come next weekend. And we're gonna we have our little kids at kids at Christmas.
0: Star player of the tournament.
1: Harry Kane's going to be Harry Kane, isn't it? It's Harry
0: Kane or Mbappe. Um, right, so from from there, um, if you want to get in contact with us, we're available across every single social media platform that got invented, um, if there was one. We'll also uh, be available during the week as well on TTM Dark, uh, where we'll be bringing on another guest to the show to talk about aliens and divine intervention again so for you guys that, that enjoy football and conspiracies uh or, or ladies in fact uh please do head over to ttm dart we're available on youtube but all podcasting arenas most notably spotify um that really is all from me james is there anything else from yourself that's it from me okay then well it's a very good from ttm sports and we'll see you again very very soon
1: plus